Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is DJ Martin, pastor here at Parker Ford Church. Welcome to our ongoing midweek teaching series on the Bible called Regarding Scripture. Throughout the series, we've been tackling uh, different questions about the Bible. What's its purpose? Where did it come from? What are some challenges we face uh, when reading the scriptures? And uh, we're also looking at how to read the Bible in different ways of, of studying and thinking and reading through the Bible. I keep returning to this because I think it's uh, super important. Uh, and that's the purpose of the Bible. And so just by way of review, what is the purpose of the Bible? The purpose of the Bible is to reveal the nature and story of God most clearly through the life example and teachings of Jesus and to model for us how to live out the way of Jesus. There's four primary ways we can think about the purpose of the Bible. That's uh, to grow our knowledge of God, not just head knowledge, although that's part of it, but to grow our holistic knowledge, our relational knowledge of God, to grow and develop our faith and our allegiance to God, to grow and develop our love of God and our love for other people, and to grow and develop our endurance and our hope in our faith. This is the purpose for the Bible. Last week, Pastor Dave Hakes uh, taught on illumination, and he defined illumination, which is light shining, uh, the shining of light, uh, illumination as allowing the Holy Spirit to show me the meaning of God's word and how it applies to my life. It's such a helpful reminder that when we go to the word, we want, uh, every time we open the scriptures, every time we meditate on the scriptures, we want to invite the Holy Spirit to illuminate, to shine his light on the word in such a way to allow us uh, to grow in our understanding of the meaning of his word and to understand how to live it out, how to apply it to our life. When I was listening to Dave's uh, teaching and uh, then actually studying for today's, uh, today's teaching, I'm going to be talking about reading the scriptures to develop our soul. I came across this uh, quote by Dietrich Bonhoeffer that I thought uh, related to this idea really helpfully. So Dietrich Bonhoeffer wrote, often we are so burdened and overwhelmed with other thoughts, images, and concerns that it may take a long time before God's word has swept all else aside and come through. This is the very reason why we begin our meditation with the prayer that God may send his Holy Spirit to us through his word and reveal his word to us and enlighten us. Maybe you can relate to this when you open up the Bible and it just, it may as well be a blank page. Your mind is already thinking about the things you got to do, the places you got to take the kids or the meetings you have, or that conversation earlier that didn't go so well, or, you know, a conflict you're having with a neighbor or a family member. And all of the worries of life just come crowding in and it can be really hard to just focus and meditate. And so Dietrich Bonhoeffer is saying, this is why we start before we read with just praying that the Holy Spirit would illuminate, would enlighten the word for us. So with, uh, with that in mind, back to Dave's uh, teaching from last week, what is illumination? It's allowing the Holy Spirit to show me the meaning of God's word and how it applies to my life. I thought that was such a helpful reminder. Um, I want to talk about for a few minutes today about our souls being formed, uh, the essence of who we are being formed by the word of God. Spiritual formation is one of my favorite topics to think and read and talk about. The idea of spiritual formation is, is just that, that, that our spirits 
the spiritual peace, all of us is spiritual, but uh, our souls, our minds, our hearts, our strength, everything within us that's made to love God um, holistically would be formed into the image of God's son. And this is exactly what the apostle Paul says in Romans 8. He writes, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Another way that the Bible kind of talks about formation in a really helpful, practical way is uh, the potter clay imagery from the book of Jeremiah, which Paul, the apostle Paul also picks up on in his letter to the church of Corinth. And that's the idea that God is a uh, this beautiful designer, artist. Um, have you ever have you ever seen a master potter throw clay on a wheel and shape it? It's an amazing thing. And, and Jeremiah says that God is a potter and we're the clay and he's forming us and he's shaping us um, into different vessels and into diff with different purposes and different designs. This is the idea of spiritual formation. When's the last time you played with Play-Doh? For me, it was just a couple days ago. I was sitting at my dining room table with my three-year-old son, Asher, and we got out our Play-Doh and we got out our all our Play-Doh toys. And then he had this great idea and he went and got his uh, little Fisher-Price uh, barn set, you know, those little figurines. And uh, anyways, it's this little barn and he put it on the dining room table and we started making horses out of play-doh and so for a solid 45 minutes to an hour we sat there forming horses and some of them we used the this play-doh press that was in the shape of a horse and you just load the play-doh in and you press it together and out out comes this horse and some of them we formed by hand uh, they were a little more rustic looking <laughs> but we filled this whole fisher price uh, barn play set with all of these play-doh horses and you know, every time we come to the word of God, every time we ask the Holy Spirit to illuminate the word of God for us, what's happening is soul development. And it's like God is playing Play-Doh with us and he's forming us into the image of his son that we might look more like Jesus, that, that we might be more cross-shaped, that we might be more Christocentric, that we might be more focused and in, in our design, in our image, in looking like Jesus, this is spiritual formation. So when we think about our souls being formed by the word of God, it's probably helpful for a moment to talk about what is a soul. Have you ever thought about like, what is a soul? What's the difference between a soul and a spirit? What's the difference between your mind and your soul? What's the difference between, you know, your body and your soul? There's been tons of theories and you can read all sorts of things about the soul. Um, I've been particularly influenced by, by several thinkers. Uh, Kurt uh, Thompson's work in the anatomy of the soul has been helpful. Uh, Larry Crabb's work has been uh, helpful uh, for me in thinking about what, what a soul is and, and others have as well. But essentially, it, it's the essence of our personhood. Uh, the substance of your personhood, including your unique personality. And so when we're talking about your soul, you're talking about the very essence of who you are. It's a major, major way that we interact and relate to God. Um, think about what the Bible says. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, 
all your mind and all your strength. So one of the major ways we relate to, that we worship, that we know, that we hear from and communicate with God is through our soul. It's distinguished in scripture as unique from our spirit and body. So your soul is something, it's not completely separated out because these things uh, are, are woven together in such a way that they're inseparable. Um, but the Bible does distinguish them. In 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, 23, the apostle Paul writes, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. So he's talking about process of formation or sanctification. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so each of these things is distinguished as something unique to think about, something unique to be sanctified, something unique uh, to develop. And so when we come to the word of God, since this is a midweek, midweek teaching series on the Bible, when we come to the word of God, when we ask the Holy Spirit to illuminate the word of God, a, a huge thing that we're asking in that, a huge goal of that is that our souls would be formed. Okay, so our soul is the essence of our personhood, including our unique personality. It's a way that we relate to and know God. It's unique from our spirit and, and body. Um, the soul survives death. There's an a, a eternal component to it that, you know, the wages of sin is, is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And that includes our soul living with the Lord in eternity. And the soul must love God to accomplish its design purpose. Again, what's the great commandment that we would love the Lord our God with what? Our hearts, our souls, our minds, and all our strength. And so what's it mean? to love the Lord of God with all your soul when thinking about the Bible. In Richard uh, Foster's classic work, Celebration of Discipline, he says the purpose of the spiritual disciplines is the total transformation of the person. They aim at replacing old destructive habits of thought with new life-giving habits. Nowhere is this purpose more clearly seen than in the discipline of study. And specifically, um, he's talking about the study of scripture. Uh, the Apostle Paul tells us that we are transformed through the renewal of the mind. Uh, Romans 12, 2, the mind is renewed by applying it to those things that will transform it. And this, how this all interacts with our soul is so uh, interesting to think about because they're related. So in Philippians 4, 8, the Apostle Paul says, finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious... If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So when you're thinking about the essence of your very personhood, the essence of your personality and how God is seeking to form it into the image of his son, like, like a master uh, artist, uh, you know, potter who's making something beautiful out of your life. How does this happen? It happens by a major way that this happens is us coming to the word of God repeatedly, daily, opening up our minds for transformation, opening up our spirits, opening up our very souls to interact with God and say, Holy Spirit, shape my soul in such a way that I'm conformed in my very personhood, in the very essence of who I am, to look more like you, to, to taste more like you, to sound more like you, to walk and live and act 
more like you. Holy Spirit, this is a miracle that only you can perform. And one of the ways that we know that God performs this miracle is simply by us coming and opening up the word of God and soaking in it and meditating it and thinking about it, talking about it, singing about it, memorizing it. In uh, John Ortberg's uh, work on spiritual disciplines, he's done a lot of writing on spiritual disciplines. One of, one of his books, The Life You've Always Wanted, where he, he looks at a, a number of the major spiritual disciplines and how when we live them out, they actually form us to be the people we want to be, who we hope to be. And he lists, uh, when thinking about the scriptures and thinking about spiritual transformation, he lists uh, five practices of the word uh, to cultivate um, our, our souls, our personhood in God. And these are five that he lists that I thought we'd end with uh, today. So this is sort of the applicational part of today's teaching. How can, how can you cultivate your soul when it comes to uh, engagement with the Bible? Well, number one, ask God to meet you in the scripture. And that's where we started uh, with today in this teaching and thinking about illumination, continuing Dave's teaching from last week. Holy Spirit, illuminate the word of God so that I can understand what it means and I can apply it to my life and obey it and live it out. So ask God, start every time you open the Bible, ask the Lord, meet me in the scripture, open my eyes, uh, illuminate. Number two, read the Bible in a repentant spirit. So come with humility. This is another one of those things that we've touched on throughout the weeks, both Dave and I have, have touched on this. When you read the Bible, you got to be humble. You got to come with humility and a repentant spirit. So when you open up the word, uh, open it up in such a way where you're saying, God, you are the potter, I'm the clay. This means that I'm willing to change. <laughs> I'm willing to be changed by you. I'm willing to be shaped by you. I'm willing to be conformed by you. I'm willing to be formed by you into something new. I'm willing to be formed and shaped by you into the, the image of your son. So come with a repentant spirit. Lord, I'm a broken person. Change me, shape me, mold me, make me however you want. Number three, meditate uh, on a fairly brief passage or narrative. So when it comes to soul shaping, sometimes it can be really helpful just to meditate on a single verse. Um, or a single line. Sometimes I'll get a line from one of the Psalms that just starts to speak to me, and I'll just spend time thinking about that one verse uh, for for minutes, or you know, maybe even longer than minutes for uh, for for a while, or for a full day, re returning to it, returning to that same passage. That meditation. Um, when you meditate on a single, a fairly brief passage or narrative or verse or story, it can have a very soul-shaping effect. Number four, uh, take one thought or verse with you through the day. So maybe today it would be, uh, this is the day that you've made. Maybe, maybe you're having a hard time today. Maybe, maybe you're lonely today. Maybe you're in pain. Maybe you're experiencing chronic pain or frustration, uh, disappointment. And so just meditate on this one verse. Today is your day. It's the day that God has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Or taste and see that the Lord is good. Or spend a whole day meditating on, um, you know, take up your cross and follow me. Uh, come follow me. I'll make you fishers of, of men. Any, any one of these verses and, and a thousand others would be worthy of a day of meditation and spending a day meditating on, on these verses will shape your soul. And number five, allow this thought to become part of your memory. And so, you know, commit 
the word of God commit verses, commit principles, commit stories from scripture to memory. And when we're at a place of crucial decision, we can run through the index of scripture that's been memorized in our heart right away. Okay, what does the word say about this thing? Uh, or that situation or this thought that I'm having or, or this temptation that I'm facing. So just uh, for application today, as you're seeking to form and, and conform your soul deeper into the image of the sun, uh, pray that God would meet you in the scripture, read the Bible with a repentant spirit, meditate on a brief passage, take a verse with you uh, throughout this day and allow this thought to become part of your memory. Thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, my prayer uh, for, for each person who engages this teaching uh, this week would be that truly your soul in God, your very personhood, the essence of who you are, uh, would taste and see the goodness of God and would be formed and shaped deeper into the image of his son. Thanks for coming along the journey today. It's great to have you with us. Go with God. Have a great day. Be blessed.